0: Let's get straight on with our Q and I've got three wizards here: Mike, Ian, and Marion from Industrial Light and Magic to talk about the visual effects behind the film. So, if you'd like to welcome them all, welcome them all now.
1: Yeah. So we all work for um, Industrial Light and Magic, which does all the the visual effects behind the film. So, kind of all the the 3D or the spaceships, all the kind of the characters and the aliens. Um, Industrial Light and Magic has done. It's been in existence for about 40 years now. It was set up for the first Star Wars film, originally uh, based in uh, California. And now the company is going to spread out around the world and we have offices in California, Singapore, Vancouver and in London. So the London office opened up uh, about two and a half years ago. And um, we did a section uh, of the work on the Force Awakens. We did some of the stuff involving uh, Maz. We did some of the stuff with the Millennium Falcon in the um, when they first, Ray and um, Finn first find the uh, the ship. And we did some work on the the very end as well. It's kind of like all all throughout, we got bits and pieces of the stuff we did. And we worked on it for about a year, which is only only part of how long it takes to make the films. They'll they'll take two and a half years to make the entire thing. So we kind of came in at the end, once they finished filming and and do, well, while they're filming and do some of the work. Uh, we all have different roles on the film. Um, I was the visual effects supervisor for the, the London work, which means uh, I was kind of looking at all the work we were doing and kind of giving comments on, on everything which was happening day to day and then presenting the work to uh, the global visual effects supervisor who is based out in California.
0: Can you give us a quick rundown actually what the difference is between visual and special effects?
1: Um, special effects will be the stuff which is happening on set for real. So if, they, if they're actually physically exploding something and filming it, that'll be the special effects. Uh, and visual effects will be kind of stuff which happens after they film, so it'll be um, done on the computer, we'll be adding in uh, computer generated
2: explosions and spaceships and things like that.
0: Ian, you were CG supervisor on the film, that's right, yeah? So under,
2: under Mike's, Mike's eye, uh, Mary and I are splitting sort of two, two halves of bringing together the visual effects. So um, I tend to be looking at the 3D side of things. So that's uh, for a character like Maz, uh, Maz needs to be modeled as a 3D model. She needs to, be, to have texture painted uh, to get her, her orange skin glowing and she needs to have a rig so we can move her around and she needs to have um, costumes that can be simulated so her beads and her, her jacket can flow as she moves. Um, and then how does she respond to light? in things like the the falcon taking off or explosions that we're adding there's also effect size as well So we're dealing with particles and fire and smoke so it's a sort of 3d aspects that um, and that the most sort of virtual bits of all and what we try and produce at the end of of my phase are pixels which can go on into Marion's department
3: so the digital artists that I work with are effectively doing like the work you may know from something like Photoshop in a sort of motion way. So we're integrating images that haven't been photographed together and make them appear as if they're one image at the end of the process.
0: So what kind of technologies do you use? I mean you said there's something similar to Photoshop. I'm wondering now if, if anyone was starting off on a kind of the beginnings of a visual effects career, how might they start?
2: So I guess the nice thing about what we do, we, we use packages that are, are reasonably common throughout the whole of the visual effects industry. And because they're pretty established, um, they know that there are lots of new enthusiastic um, people wanting to get into that industry. So they, they typically have learning versions of these, these software, which is great. Um, so on the 3D side, an application like Maya, uh, Autodesk Maya is a, a quite a, a well-known loved one. Um, we also tend to use another one called Houdini, and we use Houdini more for fire and smoke and some of the effects side of things. Uh, Houdini like the magician, so you know, it's, it's that puff of smoke.
0: Uh, are these like market available,
2: so? Absolutely, yeah. We, we've got plenty of our own internal development to really keep us on the bleeding edge. We, we absolutely develop our own software and we work closely with uh, universities and, and people producing lots of research, and some of that happens in, inside ILM as well. It tends to be built on some of these applications that are available.
1: These are the industry standard tools as well. So we're we're from Industrial Light and Magic. There's a load of different uh, kind of post facilities in London, and they all share the same software. And you know, it's a standard set of tools you can learn. And there's other things as well, like Nuke, which is the kind of the comp- the compositing side of it all, uh, as well as I mean Photoshop. Is, is used uh, mainly in kind of the art side of it all and Mari, so all of them do come as things which students can uh, get learning versions of and, and kind of try out and you can try all this stuff on pretty much standard laptops and just home computers, It's not you don't need state-of-the-art machines.
0: In terms of getting into this career, like what kind of route might anyone take into you know, you know, making choices in their subjects? There are so many different skills that are applicable to what we do and really it, it tends to come down
2: to having a, a good eye and then also being a good problem solver. And I think that can come from a whole range of things. If it's not something you've explicitly sort of sought out and tried to steer your subjects for at the moment.
1: There's a whole range of different departments within visual effects, kind of ranging from animation, which is just purely about movement, through to kind of the, the R&D, kind of computer programming side of it all. So it, it, you can do either the heavy art side or you can do a more technical route and there's, there's different options where you can kind of mix the two and there's things available.
0: Excellent. So you've, you've got, you guys find yourself working at ILM, you're working on Star Wars. Give me give me a kind of a typical day in the life.
1: Standard day is, the, the morning is usually um, what we call dailies, which is um, kind of uh, inherited from actual just kind of on-set filmmaking, where what we do is we, we gather in our screening rooms, cinema, smaller than this one, um, and then we'll look at what the different, uh, the artists have been working on the previous day, uh, and we all gather, we all look at it, we'll, we, we comment and we kind of make decisions about what we're seeing, what, what needs to change, what needs to be improved, um, and then that kind of, that morning session kind of leads, gives people feedback, so they, they've got tasks and things that they're looking at in the afternoon, and then if there's like particular problem areas, then that's what we'll look, focus on in the afternoon and kind of the afternoons, evenings, cause, because the film industry is an uh, international thing. We're very often working with clients who are out in uh, the States in America. Um, so from like four or five o'clock in the afternoon, we'll start getting on the phone and doing conference calls and presenting work that way.
0: Just when most people want to start winding down, yeah. you start <laughs> Um, can, can you give me an idea of because um, it seems like it's quite reactive. Like, what what kind of challenges do you face then? What, like, you know, when you say you start talking to the US or other c- countries, you know, what what challenges might come up then at that point that you'd have to deal with?
1: A lot, you know, part of it is is, is presenting the work um, to, for example, the director of where we've got to, and a film is. Um, what you see on the, on the screen is just the end process of, um, well, after they filmed it, there's usually like a year's worth of post production where they're continually designing and editing and kind of honing the film. So it's, it's, it's an ever changing target, uh, even in post production. So there'll be new things kind of cropping up, either story wise or design wise, all the way through. Uh, and there'll be f- things which people are focusing on in different sections.
0: Um, I was chatting to these guys earlier in the foyer and you said that you worked on Marvel films as well. I mean, in terms of these massive franchises, do you ever, as a film fan, like, geek out about the being involved in the process or, like, tell, tell us about how, like, your work crosses over with your own film fandom?
2: I mean, I, I think there are all, you know, e- each of us coming in, so maybe, uh, so if Mike, it was Star Wars that brought him in. I mean, for me, in, in many ways, it was probably Jurassic Park um, that that come of pulled me into visual effects. And we're finding that, you know, as as new people and, and um, people fresher to the industry come in, it's, it's now maybe Transformers was the thing that they watched and that really brought them into the industry. So there's, there's a great range of things. And fortunately, we, we get to work on a, on a huge range. So different projects excite different people. Um, and certainly the Marvel films are you know a, a huge huge fun because there's a heck of a lot going on and lots of lots of juicy visual effects to us.
3: I mean we have you know some, on some some of our summer parties there's employees who walk around in stormtrooper outfits. I think that says says everything about how, how how much fanboys.
2: We had BB-8 and R2-D2 and C3PO turn up for our own Star Wars party,
0: so that was that was good fun. Um, I'm going to put you all on the spot. I'd like to ask you um, about career highlights, so an achievement or a moment in your career that you're particularly
3: proud of. It's working with the filmmakers that I really re- respect and uh, am a fan, fan of. Working with them directly is, is just unbelievable. You, know, you watch these films as a kid and suddenly you find yourself in the same room with those people who make these films, contributing ideas to the process, contributing to what you see on screen. And that's kind of amazing. Those moments are really fantastic. So I worked with Ridley Scott and uh, Tim Burton, and so on, so really directors I, I loved.
2: For me, I mean, it's the same kind of thing. It it's, tends to be the filmmakers uh, that's the most exciting aspect. Uh, Alfonso Cuarón, uh, who was director of Gravity, uh, that that was an incredible project to be on because the whole project had to be thought about before any footage was ever really shot. So we were on from the very very beginning um, trying to work very closely with him I mean he, he lived in our office for pretty much the duration of the project uh, you know he, he's he's one of my favorite directors so that that was a, a real buzz for sure
1: I'm gonna go for the easy way out and say my, my career highlight so far has been False Awakens and I'll go for the moment where um uh, the Falcons first revealed as they're running towards it because I, I was very excited about working on that moment